to do my job, not worry about it. But you do scan the landscape and see what's going on. See if he interviews. Can we have whoever's shooting free throws back there to just wait a minute while we finish the news conference? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 612 on Wisconsin's Morning News, I want to talk a little bit more about that food truck proposal that uh, Finn had in the top of the hour news. City of Milwaukee is taking steps today to spell out new rules for those trucks. Yes, how may I help you? Can I get a bacon cheeseburger with no bacon? Why would you come to a bacon cheeseburger truck and don't want bacon? Well, whatever they're selling out of that truck, a proposed ordinance in the city up for discussion today before the Common Council Licenses Committee among the proposals. Limits on the hours of operation, limits on the time that trucks can remain parked in in one spot or another, shutting down food trucks between 1 and 6 a.m., requiring truck operators to provide garbage cans or at least some way of mitigating littering. That's a good one there. If you're going to have a truck and you know people are taking stuff away, you have to be responsible for how they're going to get rid of the garbage. As much as food trucks may add to a street corner or a busy spot, it's no good if there's trash all over the place. So... Total support there. Most of these proposals from the Alderpersons, Brostoff and Zamoripa, seem pretty reasonable. Way for the city to create some solid uniform guidelines. Almost as if you wonder how this wasn't already in place. Right. <laughs> like I kind of assume some of these regulations would already have been there, but okay. Yeah, one of our teammates uh, next door at ESPN Milwaukee, you heard him in the piece earlier, Ashton Rotman. He operates a food truck in his free time and actually called it the Wild West. Like, yeah. No going rules. to one area and... These are the rules, or go to another area, these are the rules, or some places have no rules. He does have some concerns about what they're talking about here in Milwaukee, but seems overall on board with the intention. Do I think that exactly is the way that I would want it structured? No. I don't know if I like the idea of saying only a certain amount of food trucks can go here for a certain amount of time. Uh, That limits, obviously, the opportunities for other food trucks, and it's a small business. So anything you can take advantage of as a small business, you want to be able to do that. So I do think this is a good start. And they're going to start sorting this out again. Another committee later this week could bo- go before the full Common Council by the end of the month. Bacon, cheeseburger, no bacon. Go to a cheeseburger truck then. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. Bad brew last night in St. Lou. The Cardinals, they've risen from the dead. And they did it with authority last night. Pounding Milwaukee 18-1 to in game one of a three-game Boat series. <laughs> Boat raised, yeah. Are you done? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the fill-in guy, so <laughs> I don't know how many you got left. Uh, Barrel fr- roll. There you go. <laughs> now you're done. Uh, Freddie Peralta, he was off. So was the rest of the bullpen, obviously. Mike Brasso, utility infielder, had to finish the game on the mound. Uh, Nolan Arenado, he's getting hot again. He got the party started for the Redbirds last night. And the pitch, line down the left field line. This is trouble if it's fair, and it is gone. He's homered now in four consecutive games. It's his 10th of the year. Yeah, and the Brewers skipper, Craig Council, not much to say following this one. While Jack Flaherty was locked in seven shutout innings, Freddie Peralta couldn't avoid early game pile-up numbers. Freddie was just, he just wasn't in sync. I mean, all the credit to him, he got it going for a couple innings and made enough pitches. Um, But in general, just a little bit out of whack, um, especially to start the game. Um, And they, they made him pay. 
And time to hit the reset button tonight. It's Wade Miley against Jordan Montgomery. Pre-game is 6-10 here on 620 WTMJ. Bucks coaching candidates, they continue to pile up. You've heard all the names. Mark Jackson now is in the mix. And so is Monty Williams, just ousted by the Phoenix Suns. Is he a possible replacement? Well, prior to getting canned, he took note of the Bucks and others making moves that they're just part of the gig. Uh, when you look at really good coaches uh, who've lost their jobs shortly after winning a championship, right. you know, that's something that is just different about um, our business. Um, but I, I've always felt like I have to do my job, not worry about it. But you do scan the landscape and see what's going on. See if he interviews. Can we have whoever's shooting free throws back there to just wait a minute while we finish the news conference? I tried waving at the guys. (laughs) They paid no attention. Can you not, please? No attention. We put the ball down for two minutes. We're trying to can a coach here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All I heard was thunk, thunk. thunk. Uh, (laughs) It's all I heard. Uh, great, bite, great bite, Bob. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks for sharing thanks. that with uh, us. Four teams remain in the NBA playoff picture. Not the Bucks, not the Suns. It'll be Denver and L.A. kicking off the best of seven series tonight in Colorado. The Lakers, remember, they barely made the playoffs, right? And now here they are. So what say you about this run, LeBron? Do you guys feel like you're playing with house money at this point? What does that mean? Well, I, mean, I mean, I know what it means. As far as, as, far as expectations from, from the outside. Nah. As Vanda will say, nah. 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 No, no. LeBron never plays nah. with house money. No, <laughs> he right. al- he always expects to compete for championships. 619 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up, the 100 best Wisconsin day trips for families. We'll list them all really fast. No, we won't do that, but we'll highlight a few. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. The summer road trip, the family tradition dating back to as long as we could pack kids into the car and force them to have fun. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. (laughs) The website is mkewithkids.com. Callie Herbst is the founder, and she's with us. A list out, Callie, of the 100 best Wisconsin day trips for families. You have four minutes. Go. Say them all. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't possibly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So where should we start, though? I love what what you do with your list is you really kind of break it into regions. And depending on the age of your kids, they're probably a little bit better traveling longer distances or not. So I guess let's just start with what you like in the Milwaukee area. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Um, We just spent a little time in Cedarburg, which I don't know if that's considered a day trip, depending on where you are. But it's so fun to walk around. My kids have my kids are all school age and we had so much fun. Just go, there's like a new donut monster location and there's really beautiful like bridges to walk over and just fun ice cream shops. It's just a great place to walk around. So I definitely recommend Cedarburg for the Milwaukee area. And I would say East Troy electric railroad. Have you guys ever been out yes, there? Absolutely. That place is awesome. So for again, kids of all ages are going to love boarding the train at the historic depot you ride it from the depot to Elegant Farmer. You can walk around the shop. It's this whole historic experience. It's so much fun. What I like about this list that you put together, too, and, and you mentioned it in the first one off top, 
it doesn't have to be a jungle gym, right? It doesn't have to be uh, a kid-friendly museum or whatever. It can be these places that you visit and then find those little things that are a little bit appropriate for kids of your age. Absolutely. And it's so funny that you mentioned that because I was just reading an article this morning about how family-centered activities are really better for kids than child-centered activities because, the, you know, then it's like all the... It's just better to focus on what's, you know, great for the family. And, and you find things that the kids love at, at all of these places. Um, a good example, like is, uh, another example is Holy Hill. That That's a beautiful place near Milwaukee. I remember going there as a child. It's not a place that you think of as a kid place, right? But I remember going and it made such an impression on me. You can climb that um, observation tower. You can see all the way to downtown Milwaukee on a clear day. The view is incredible. And it's a cool experience for the whole family. And you're not losing a ton of money doing something like that. Well, that particularly is free. Of course, they take donations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you, it's, all of these are, are really affordable, I think, and, and accessible for most families. Let's not forget our state capital. Real short drive for a lot of folks who are within earshot of us this morning and a lot to do there. Even if you're just on the Capitol Square or they've got an amazing farmer's market as well, that thing is packed. Oh, my gosh, that farmer's market has got to be one of the best in the state. There's also a free public zoo there called Henry Vilas Zoo. It's it's a pretty good zoo to walk around. Um, there's a great children's museum there. Uh, they just built this giant, it's called a Wonderground. It's this outdoor playground like nothing you've ever seen before. Um, but, yeah, very cool. The, the botanical gardens there, obviously the state capital, you can tour with your family. Uh, that's a great day trip, absolutely. You know what I've noticed that there seems like there's more and more villages and towns doing the water parks too, or at least like the the jungle gym areas that also have like a splash pad yeah, or splash something. Pads, yes. Oh, I mean, definitely. Every, yeah, everywhere you go now, you're right. They're they're building up these really impressive water parks and splash pads. We actually have a, a special feature on that, and that would be really fun if we can talk about that in the summer. Like where you can go, some of the best splash pads in the state. I really wanted to tell you guys about um, Bay Beach Amusement Park in Green Bay. Oh, a gem. Oh, my gosh. This is a place that, like, everybody has to visit this summer because it's so inexpensive. It's so much fun. There's bumper cars. There's a roller coaster. There's um, just rides for kids of absolutely all ages. I think we've been going there since our kids were toddlers. I would say my oldest now is 11, and he, he may have been a little too old for it besides the roller coaster the last time we went. But it's so fun, and it's right on the lake. And my brother still lives up there. I lived there for many years, Callie, and we, when the kids were young, left one day. We just had the best day. My wife and I were trying to figure out, well, like, what was special about this day? And she said, we never had to say no. Because, yeah. hey, I want to go on this. Okay. All right. T- 25 cents or 50 cents or whatever it was for the like, Okay, go on that. That's exactly it. And it's amazing that they've kept it this way all this time. And then nearby is um, a place called Bay Beach Wildlife Sanctuary. I think it's just like a hop, skip and a jump down the road. And it's a it's a wildlife refuge. And there's I've seen people post about it on social media where it's just kind of a beautiful walking area, lots of birds, lots of wildlife. Um, So that can be something you can sort of double up uh, if you wanted to head up to Green Bay for the day. 90-plus more ideas available on the list. 100 Best Wisconsin Day Trips. It's up right now at mkewithkids.com. Thanks, Callie. Always great to talk to you. Thank you. Bye.
At 641 on Wisconsin's Morning News, a story that is our own, a fish story this morning, a fish tale. Remember when I posted that picture of uh, my kids' baseball team, U13 baseball team, and their mascot, the fish? Yes. And they have a little goldfish in a little aquarium that they Stony, carry around. Stony yeah, the Stony, fish. Stony, they, they keep it in the dugout. That's a good story. Well, Delaney Bright from TMJ4 News reached out to me. She wanted to tell the story. So she did. When the Landon Stone men take the field, they look like any ordinary little league team. But they have a very unusual mascot. Carter just kind of had the idea to get a fish. A spontaneous purchase, yes. We were just out to lunch one day in between games, and like Archer said, there was an aquarium. The team did do some serious recruiting before offering the job to a goldfish. They were the cheapest. So we just decided to go with that in the cheapest tank. Yeah, so it was the cheapest mascot they could get. Were they considering other options? <laughs> yeah, they were in a, Like a lizard? I guess they, they were something? considering anything that was being sold at this store. Or a store. goat? Or... So yeah, they ended up with the fish. They've been carrying it around. It's actually brought them a little bit of good luck. You know, we asked Matt Arnold about this. Yes, Brewer's general manager, senior vice president. And apparently they had a fish. I never knew this story. We actually had a team fish we named Weecho which is uh, Luis Urias, which is named after Urias, and uh, got in a little bit of an accident there and, and actually during a celebration got kicked over oh. um, <laughs> and ultimately was saved by the team. It was quite an epic teamwork, uh, team effort to save this fish. But during a, during a celebration during the playoffs, unfortunately, Weicho got knocked out of his bowl was put back in and brought back to life. It was incredible. And he did, uh, he survived a little bit longer. <laughs> he survived a, a little bit longer. A little bit longer than that. <laughs> Matt could have ended the story one sentence early, <laughs> and it would have been a nice, happy story. Well, it's pretty funny. So the end of the uh, piece by Delaney Bryan, TMJ4 News, they mentioned that one of the kids. I think so, as long as it doesn't die on us. I think. Yeah, I think we're good then. <laughs> as long as the fish doesn't, doesn't die. die on us. So far, so good. I saw the fish last night all as well. And did we decide now? Is there a chain of custody for the fish? Like, is it so, uh, one it, kid's taking it home, or is the MVP taking it home? One kid was taking care of it, but I saw another kid carrying the fish last night to his car. So, no, it's it's being traded around at least like, amongst a couple of them. Can't wait for the day when it makes its way no, to the Billstead house. Not happen. <laughs> it's a, just a fish. You can handle a fish for one night. It's not like they're going to put a cougar in your house. Yeah, I'll never get rid <laughs> hey, of it. Hey, the cougars. They'll end up living there forever, though. No one will take it away. 644. Bob's got sports next. Boat race. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All sports desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. The Brewers need to pick themselves up off the mat tonight after suffering an 18-to-1 blowout loss in St. Louis. Barrel roll. Don't look now. But the Redbirds may have steered the ship back on course. They've won four straight. They're six and a half games behind front-running Milwaukee in the NL Central. Tonight, it's Wade Miley against Jordan Montgomery on the Hill. You can hear it all right here on 620 WTMJ, beginning with the pregame programming at 610. Game one for all the marbles in the West. Pits the Nuggets and Lakers in the NBA Western Conference Finals tonight in Denver. Boston and Miami kickstart the Eastern Conference marble-grabbing tomorrow night in Beantown. And Dallas beats Seattle, the Kraken. Last night in the NHL playoffs, that Game 7 win pits the Stars against Vegas in the West, while Carolina and Florida will meet in the East, getting closer and closer to those Stanley Cup Finals. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Bob Brainerd. 
Well, the NBA Conference Finals get underway in the West tonight. Then the East tees it up on Wednesday. Makes you stop and think what could have been, what should have been. Think about what many were thinking about when the Milwaukee Bucks ended the season in spectacular fashion, cobbling together the best record in the NBA. It meant that if the home team took care of business at home, then the path to the conference finals and perhaps a step beyond would be in the cards. We all know how that plan fizzled out. Milwaukee won just one game at home, one game period, in their series loss to Miami, who still occupies the spot the Bucks were in they were expected to garner. Think about the last two weeks, intended to be savoring a dismantling of the Knicks, and now this week all eyes would be back on a rematch with the Celtics. We would all be counting out the game schedule and perhaps changing up Memorial Day weekend plans to make sure attention would focus on the court. None of that happened. None of that will happen. Instead, Bucks fans trade in their water cooler joy for sorrow and mundane topics like who might be the next head coach and, oh, did you hear Giannis cut his hair? Then again, you know what they say about best laid plans. Six fifty-two on Wisconsin's morning news this morning. A "You're Never Too Old" story about some fifty years plus athletes headed to the national senior games this summer. We had a little picture taken of us with the gold medal, and it said "Sports Illustrated." Like, yeah, we were great. <laughs> These local ladies in particular already have hardware for the games in volleyball. Two-time sports writer of the year, Lori Nichols, is with us. Lori, sorry, I gave you an S there. Plural. Plural for Nichols. Lori Nichol is with us here. And Lori, I watched the video that you posted on this, and it's uh, that was Linda and Chris, and they're in great shape. And it's super cool to see them not only active, but competing in athletics. And I think that's something different. We know it's important for us to stay active in our older years, but these folks are still out there going after it. Right. Winning championships. And what's really great is they're the younger boomer generation. They didn't get to do this in high school and grade school. There might have been something with the church league or there might have been something like, oh, here's some after school program. But in terms of actually true competition, seeing how you measure up. And I don't know what you picture with the senior games, but for example, um, the national senior games, it's the biggest multi-sport championship in the world. There's 20 sports. Um, just for softball a couple of weeks ago, they had 1,500 athletes. And I don't know what you picture as a 70-year-old athlete, but Linda, I know very well, the person, the protagonist in this story, she can outlift me. She can, uh, like, I can't keep up with, she's a trainer at the gym. I can't keep up with any of the exercises. She kicks our you-know-what every Wednesday morning and every Tuesday morning. So it, there's a difference between being active and being fit. And they are fit, they're competitive, they work out every day. Um, it's a great outlet. Um, and there is age really is just a number if you have, they have some ability, obviously, and some good luck, you know, but they fight through arthritis, they fight through pain, they make a commitment to their sport every day. You know, I find that too, and I'm not quite senior games eligible just yet but pretty close <laughs> but if you just tell me look you got to run to stay in shape or you got to get to the gym and just to be in shape like that ain't doing it for me i need no. a goal i need a something out there that i'm working toward right and that's signing up so i have a triathlon in eight weeks i'm like oh my gosh it's eight weeks good luck then, with that right? yeah. ready to go <laughs> 
that scares me to death. So that's why, yes, there's that little bit of a nudge. But also in team sports, you have other people to say, hey, where are you? It's 6.30 in the morning. You said you were going to be here. I was counting on you. There's that camaraderie and that team stuff. But also these senior sports, it's not just basketball, volleyball. There's like for senior sports, there's archery, there's badminton, there's cornhole, there's croquet, there's dartball, horseshoes. I mean, if you go to the website, um, just Google senior games, uh, national senior games, you'll see all the different sports that are available. There's so many different ways to be athletic, um, active, and competitive. So, Is this a new phenomenon just because we're so hyper-competitive in everything that we do? <laughs> sure. I mean, I don't know if it's a new phenomenon. I just think there's an audience for it, a, a participation yeah. thing. Um, you know, pickleball is big right now because yeah. people, more people can play pickleball as opposed to maybe tennis. But that doesn't mean pickleball isn't highly competitive. And I don't think it's ba- anything that motivates you or to keep you moving, to get you up a little bit earlier, maybe to eat a little bit better the day before. That's a win as far as I'm concerned. And you can take my participation medals out of my cold, dead hands. I cherish those things. I don't. I am all about the Participation Medal Society. I'm here for it. Talking with Lori Nickel from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. You know what else I think about, too, might be a factor, is we spend so much time on our kids' athletics or on their music or on their, th- you know, whatever they're into. And by the time you reach your 50s, now you've got time to invest mm-hmm. in yourself as the athlete now. That's a great point, and that's really unfortunate. I always tell people, if you're at your kid's soccer game, go ahead and walk around the perimeter of the soccer game. You can still cheer for them or track meets or whatever. Like, Go ahead. Sitting on a bench all day for your kid's volleyball tournament, yes, you can show support, but how supportive are you if you're also athletic and you also have your goals and your balance in life? But it is true um, a lot of the athletes that I know who have the time to train for a full Ironman or something really big either don't work full time <laughs> or they're right. out of the, you know, heavy child years where you're you're carpooling kids everywhere and chauffeuring them and stuff like that. It's a tough balance. Work, kids and then your own athletic life. It's really tough. I can only do it because I work Part time. I'm not a full time. I mean, I do work full time, but hey, you, <laughs> you know, know what I mean. So, how do you yeah. find some of these things? Like, how do people get involved if they're hearing this and they're like, yeah, I would like to do that? Right. Usually it's word of mouth, but I'm really encouraging people to go to its National Senior Games. It's their website. Not only do they have you qualify through the state championships. So there's the Wisconsin state games as well. You can either do team sports or individual sports. You can browse through there. Um, if you are of a certain age where you're not comfortable that, ask your dear Generation X friend or your millennial friend to help you navigate <laughs> help you all that. Or message me and I will help you do it. But then what's also really great on there is that they have a bunch of training programs. They have a bunch of suggestions of what to eat, how to take care of a body after the age of 50, 60, 70 is much different than when you were in your 20s and 30s. Um, you might need different supplements, different rest regimens. All I can't, this website is incredible. They have so much that's linked to medical sites, professional athletic sites, and then they even link you up with local trainers and gyms if you're interested. So it's still 
you know, the internet is still the best resource. This website is the best resource, and I can throw it up on my Twitter if you want. To. Uh, let's do that. Follow okay. Lori on Twitter and look for that website. Good stuff this morning. Thank you. All right, so now much. I've got the competitive juices flowing. There you go. <laughs> National Great. Games champion. That'd be amazing. Six fifty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news with the business headlines. Now here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichol. Kohl's will begin hiring in late summer for its new downtown Milwaukee store on West Wisconsin Avenue. Construction is already underway on the new store, which will share a building with Fiserv's new corporate headquarters near the 3rd Street Market Hall. A health-conscious restaurant called Forage Kitchen wants to open on East Silver Spring Drive in Whitefish Bay. It would replace a Great Clips salon. The restaurant has other locations in Madison and in Champaign, Illinois. Aurora Healthcare and Freightert Health have both turned to the gig economy as one strategy to address the ongoing nursing shortage. Both are using an app to retain per diem healthcare professionals, which is cheaper than contracting travel nurses through employment agencies. I'm Teddy Nykel with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ. This report sponsored by Pella of Wisconsin. Discover Pella now, pay later at PellaWI.com. Jeff Levering and wife Ashley are thrilled with their brand new Pella patio door. It's like having a brand new kitchen. It's so bright, it's so clear, I can see the kids outside playing and it makes it comfortable.